This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG 13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Everyone deserves a chance in the driver's seat. For GM and Revolt, that means leading the way on the road to an all electric future and envisioning a world with zero crashes, zero tailpipe emissions, and zero congestion. GM's committed to making EVs accessible for everybody. That means you too. So what are you waiting for? GM's got the keys. You grab the wheel. Learn more about an all-electric future and the 000 initiative at GM.com. GM, everybody in. What's up, y'all? It's your boy David with Blackwell Renaissance, and I'm here today to tell you guys about Anchor. If you haven't heard of Anchor, it's the best place to make a podcast. Anchor is a free app that has creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast straight from your phone. Anchor also distributes your podcast across all major platforms, including Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and many others. You can also make money on your podcast with Anchor with no minimum listenership. Anchor is everything you need to make a podcast in one place. So if you're looking to get started on your own podcast, download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm. You know the rules of the game. Yeah. You know the rules of the game. I don't care what color. Can you make me a hundred million? Let's talk money. Can you make me that? If you can't make me that, I don't want to talk to you. You, know, you shouldn't even be at this table. Hey. I got money on my mind. I'm just trying to get some dough. I ain't picking up my line unless it's money on the phone. Gotta get it on the daily, all I want is dubs, you know what I'm on. I've been chasing after paper, all I know is broad money marathon. Do five years of this and be a millionaire and go on do what I want to do, have kids, go live my chip and joy in a game's life out here in Texas or struggle for next week. The choice is yours. What's up, guys? Welcome to the Black Wealth Renaissance Podcast. Our goal of this podcast is to normalize black wealth and share helpful resources and tips we believe will be useful in attaining and maintaining generational wealth. Please feel free to rate and comment on our podcast. We would love to hear all feedback you have. Now, enjoy the show. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of the Black Wolf Renaissance Podcast. Your boy, David Bell, one-fourth of the Black Wolf Renaissance. Check it out, my co-host, fellas. How y'all feeling? What up, what up, what up? It's your boy, Jayla, man. Another quarter of the Black Wolf Renaissance. Feeling great, man. Number two, we still rolling. Mm-hmm. We're going to keep on getting it. Listen, everybody, we got another great podcast episode for y'all today. Oh, man, we just was having a great conversation pre-pod as usual. And man, we are excited for what we got to talk about with y'all today. But before we get into it, as always, got to ask y'all to make sure y'all like, subscribe, rate, comment to the podcast. Let us know what you think. And if you're a first time listener, thank you for tuning in. Give us some feedback. We definitely want to know how we can help y'all and provide y'all the best value. Now, with that said, y'all. Let's talk about what we're going to be talking about today and introduce our guests. So we've been kind of dancing around this topic for a minute now. We talked about it early on in the podcast, uh, the topic of Bitcoin and just like cryptocurrency in general. So now we got us an expert on here to come talk about it. My brother, Justin Redrick, he goes by Bitcoin Vegan on Instagram and Twitter and all the interwebs. How you doing, Justin? 
I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Man, you're the first person who don't know me to get my last name right. That's what's up. Hey, my brother, I tried, man. I tried. I ain't gonna lie. He do be on the last name. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, I, I would have murdered it. Man, I was hurt when I missed the Benny shit, man. I was like, damn, man. I, that's totally my forte. But Justin, man, we happy to have you on today. How you living, bro? I'm doing good, man. I'm doing good. Glad to be on. You know what I mean? Glad to see, uh, glad to be on a platform like yours who's willing to you know, go on this topic. And real quick, anybody that's listening, man, I'm going to do a special code. Everybody that's listening, I want you to just send me in my DM, Bitcoin Wealth. You can be on IG at Bitcoin Vegan or Twitter at Bitcoin underscore vegan. Or you could send to my email, Justin at BitcoinVegan.com. Just send me Bitcoin Wealth and I'm going to send you an invite to a Q&A I do live to all the listeners and also a free chapter of my book as well that I'm writing. So it's Bitcoin Wealth to Bitcoin Vegan on IG, Bitcoin underscore vegan on Twitter, or Justin at Bitcoin Vegan or through an email. For sure. Hey, y'all tap in. Hey, man. Like, I'm glad you're giving it to him because we're about to go into some gems. Y'all going to definitely want to be on that Q&A session after y'all hit it. So, Justin, man, to kick this thing off, bro, we always want to start the pod just like starting with your journey. Like, kind of what led you into investing in Bitcoin? Bitcoin. Yeah, yeah. So what led me into Bitcoin, man, like it really started, like, it's not even just Bitcoin. It's just what led me to being an entrepreneur in general, but especially around something like Bitcoin. I can take it back all the way to when I was a senior in high school and me and my mother, we lost our home in 06. And that left us like, you know, bouncing from house to house, high school ball with the hopes of playing college ball, didn't really get to play. So that left me just, you know, hanging out with folks, being here and there with people. Um, and eventually we would go party a lot. One of my friends, Travis Moore, was killed at the party and that really affected my life. So I still went to college, A&T, Aggie Pride, for all the Aggie listeners out there. But I didn't stay there. You know, I, I ended up dropping out of school two years. I um, It was due to financial situations. Like I thought leaving Charlotte was going to be the answer. You know what I mean? At 17, 18 years old, I'm thinking, I'll just roll across some money. Everything will be good. You know what I mean? Like, I didn't really have a plan when it came to finances or, you know, really a plan of life in general. And so I started doing a lot of partying, man. I ain't going to lie. I turn it up, smoking a lot of weed. And I just really started thinking to myself, like, man, what am I doing in school? So I ended up dropping out of school. And the reason I dropped out was something so funny. I remember a professor put up a graph on the board and he said, you know, in four or five years, there won't be no jobs available for y'all till after, you know, after you graduate. Four to five years after you graduate, won't be no jobs available in your field. And me, I come in class, you know, I know I'm intelligent, but I'm definitely a party dude, a bit of a smart alley. You know, like I said, like the party. And I was like, man, that just doesn't make no sense to me. You're like, what you mean? I said, you want me to sit here in this class four to five years after graduation, knowing Sally Megan want their money? And I was like, so what are we really doing here? And everybody at school looked at me crazy. I just, that was the day I decided to drop out of school. But then I came home, again, didn't really have a plan, just thought like something I know we're gonna make itself happen. Mm-hmm. And you know, I started making, you know, different decisions. And those decisions led me to go to prison for three years. And so after sitting in prison for three years, I was just like, man, we're gonna have to commit to some type of process. You know what I mean? We're gonna have to commit to something. So when I was in prison, I did a lot of reading, a lot of studying of myself, and I was prepared. You know, I just told people, I don't give a damn what it is. I'm going to make a billion dollars and some change, whatever. 
And I was like, what you going to do when you get out? You know, what's your plan? I said, I don't have one. I don't know what's going on. So I get out in 2014, and I really realized how real it is in the world, especially even if you left college, but definitely how real it was just being thrown back out to society, you know, with no, with nothing going on, no money, just, just will and determination. And what led me to Bitcoin was, man, like, so in, I was 2014, so in 2016, I had my daughter. But before then, I had transitioned to veganism. And so I used to cook food out my house and sell it. It used to, uh, I had, it was a business. It was really a hustle, but it was a business called Vegan on the Go. And I'll just cook and deliver vegan food out the house. And so, um, like y'all told me about dope, um, I ran across my homeboy who I played basketball with growing up, Bitcoin Zay. Author of Bitcoin and Black America 1 and 2. Y'all go check that out. Y'all can Google that. That's my man's. And, you know, I was like, man, what is Bitcoin? You know, this, that, and the third. He said, man, it's something that could change your life if you know how to do it right. I said, what you mean? Because they is really intelligent. And he said, you know, it's kind of like gold, but it's not. Like, it's everything money's supposed to be. I said, all right. So I said, I can take this, accept this for my. Yeah. So I knew people weren't into Bitcoin then, but I was using it to accept payment for my food. No one would buy with Bitcoin. So after I stopped, you know, cooking food, because I'm not really a cook like that, I really started dedicating myself towards, you know, Bitcoin and knowledge. Because there was one point in time I was walking outside with my daughter and I said, man, something has to be going on in the world. As a matter of fact, I had this thought before I met up with Zay. I said, something has to be going on in the world that is so life changing that if you're there early, you could benefit from it. Because I started noticing how all these people in tech, not even Zuckerberg, but the folks who invested in Zuckerberg, making all this crazy money, like not just chasing money, though, but they knew what they were looking at. And I'm like, yo, what do I need to be looking at? And my main thing then, because everybody I felt I was in school with, like I started with zero dollars. I used to work like crazy manual labor jobs. Everybody that I went to school with that were in finances were, you know, either into their career about to take off. And I was just like, man, I need something to that's really going to be life changing. So when I found out about Bitcoin, it was like, all right, this is the thing here. This is what I'm going to do. And the thing I told you all that I was going to share with you here, the reason why I took Bitcoin so serious, because in 2016, when I was looking at Bitcoin online, it was only a few black people there. But mainly people there were white boys and Asians. And so the same thing happened in regular technology. You know, white boys and Asians were the ones that were there first. So I realized, like, all right, this is going to sound how it's going to sound, but I wasn't about to be on CP time with Bitcoin. Mm-hmm. And so I decided, all right, this is what it's going to be. And when I learned it and had knowledge, I knew that I'd be able to, you know, spread the power to anybody in the world, which led me to a, a platform like you all today. Man, that's a, yeah, that's a damn good introduction to yourself, man. <laughs> man, it's some layers in yeah. there. We got to kind of peel back, bro. I, I mean, I love the determination and grit, like you said, just to make sure you found out, like, what things was. Like, you was making it shake. Even though you had those speed bumps, those adversities in the past, you made it shake and you figured it out up until, like you said, you found that thing. And that's, mm-hmm. I think, where people would go wrong a lot of times. We never had that opportunity mindset. Like, mm-hmm. a lot of people could have been in your situation and it would have been like, 
damn, man, this ain't for me. This like, is clearly for white boys and Asians. But mm-hmm. you said, no, I definitely think we need to be here. Yeah, I mean, because, man, like, when in school, I hated Black History Month because it always started at slavery and segregation. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So when I'm in prison, you know, I'm reading what some might call extreme, whatever, but I'm reading about how we were intelligent enough to navigate the stars, you know, how, and, you know, I read uh, Islamic material dealing with more science. I ain't going to get into none of that, but I'm just saying what I read about the power of black people let me know that I could do anything because I already did it. It's already been done for me. So I just had to, I wanted to, you know, tap into what it is because Every time we get to an industry, we the ones who make the money for the folks. And Bitcoin is a situation where you're not making it like it's surely group economics. You know what I mean? It's 100 percent group economics, even if I don't know who's all in the group. You know, so I knew the power of me as a black man. I know the power of black people. And to know, like, once that light switch goes off in black people of what this is. It'll be on to the races. So that's where I was like, man, you know, hey, y'all can be here. I don't have to be the smartest tech guy in the room, but hey, the smartest tech guys that look like me will come here. You know, if they hear it correctly from someone that looks like them. And that's all it was. Cause at the same time, you know, other people like, man, like you said, that's for white boys and they ain't for me. And that representation, you know, just wasn't there. So that representation had to be there. Yeah, I do love that. And I kind of want to ask you something where you said, Zay told you it's everything that money is not. Can you kind of explain what that, what that <laughs> means? All right. So first thing first, Bitcoin is a decentralized currency. So what made sense for me to know a decentralization was, was like, I can take it back in prison. So in prison, you would have an ID card, right? And that's the, if you have an ID card, it's kind of like a debit card. If your people send you money, you know what I mean? You can swipe that card. You can pay for your canteen. You can pay for everything you need. But if you got to hustle on the yard, kind of like how most people in prison do, then the currency on the yard is stamps. And the price of stamps was all determined based upon the price of stamps out in the free world. So when the price of stamps went from 44 cents to 45 cents on the yard, the price went from 30 cents to 35 cents. So that alone allowed me to understand what decentralization was, all right? So that's one thing, all right? Number two, and this is kind of like around, like when people ask me what is Bitcoin or like how's it different? So the number one thing, and I don't, it's hard for me to get into this one piece here on a podcast, which is why I do on the course or in like VIP meetings, but it's a scarcity asset. All right. So let's look at it like this. There will only be 21 million Bitcoins ever created. Money, 23 percent of the U.S. dollar was printed alone this year. More money does not add value. It means it's going to be inflation. So when you have when you have a scarcity asset like that, it's only going to go up in value. All right. It's kind of like real estate. People say real estate is valuable because of location, when in fact, the main reason real estate is valuable because it's on the earth is made up of 27% land. So it can't be printed no more. You feel me? The location is just the other reason why. 
So you have that. It's decentralized. It's an asset that appreciates in value, unlike the dollar that's been going down since 1913. And I can keep going on about decentralization because nobody is standing in between the money. It can be sent globally. You know, like it's, it's the, and then it's like gold. You know what I mean? Like, so let's say gold. Gold is straight. It was that thing before Bitcoin, but gold is pretty straight. You know, you don't know who all sits on gold, so the price of gold can't be suppressed by the ones who have it. However, everybody pretty much accepts gold, except you can't send gold. I can't send y'all gold as the pay currency in Dallas like I can with Bitcoin. So it's a medium of exchange as well. You know, it's I a storage of value. I heard somebody say that. Sorry to cut you off, but I was just thought about like, Bitcoin is an actual currency. People talk about gold like it's a currency, but it's really a commodity. You can't mm-hmm. buy nothing with gold, like you just said. You were mentioning in there, you were talking about decentralization. So, and I just kind of want to dive a little bit deeper with it to kind of talk about like how decentralization works with Bitcoin. Like, how are they keeping track of it if there's no central organization? You know what I'm saying? Uh, yeah, so it's technology. You know, a part of it is Bitcoin is a data. It's technology. It's valuable data. All right. Like it started off. It did start on the dark web. I will go ahead and put that elephant out there in the room. And that's something a lot of people fear. Like, oh, it's starting the dark web. They do it for this. But, yo, they've been using the same money y'all been doing for everything else. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, mm-hmm. people buy people. They buy drugs. They buy guns with USD. The same money we all be talking about for years, you know what I'm saying? So let's go ahead and just toss that out there right now. So what I mean by decentralization though is this. Have any one of you on this call ever made a transaction outside your regular spending habits and the bank froze the transaction because they thought of fraud? Mm-hmm. They thought fraud activity was going on. That's a control of your money. That's control of your money. That is fine. It sounds good for me to say, well, we're just making sure you're making this purchase. However, you don't need to make sure. I done worked hard for this. I could buy what I want. All right. That's one aspect. So the part where you ask who's keeping log of it is another one. It's called the blockchain. So on there, there's a record. Bitcoin was created in 2008, 2009. So ever since the very first transaction in 08 or 09, where Satoshi Nakamoto sent a Bitcoin to a man who died by the name of Hal Finney. Every single transaction is on there. So the record is already stored. It's all technology. There is no central server. There is no way that you can hide what's going on with the money. Everything is record. And it's, you can go to blockchain.info if you want to right now on your phone. And you'll just scroll down and see every single transaction that Bitcoin has ever taken place. So that's there. And another way is, again, like, there are so many people in between exchanges of money. Like even when you have an investment, you got what capital gains tax. How many taxes do y'all pay? Because I'm going to be real honest with you all right here, right now. Bitcoin is the first investment outside of myself that I've ever made. So I don't really know too much about legacy markets. However, now in 2020, it stands for me that it just doesn't make no more sense now. Yeah. Like you said, with the taxes, man, you taxed on a lot of shit, man. Like yeah, you said, the capital gains tax. But look, you said, like, the average American pays, like, 40% yeah, of their wages 40, 40%. over their lifetime in taxes. Yeah. You had another thing where you said, you know, there will only be 
21 million Bitcoin ever created. So mm -hmm. I kind of want to ask you, how was Bitcoin created? Like, how does that work? The, uh, it goes through a process of computers, what they do call mining. And in my course, the advanced course, we talk about like what that actually looks like. But in a short, your computer electricity is solving a complicated math problem. And once the math problem is solved, a Bitcoin is then created, which is why the SEC really can't step in between Bitcoin because it's not made out of thin air. It's actually something has to be done for it to be created. So, and when I bring up the fact that 21 million will ever be mined, there are more than 21 million people on this earth who have $18,000. So the aspect of it being mined is just one where you have a lot of computer power. You mine it, you buy these little rigs. And they start doing the computer things. They start going into the, the ways of solving these equations to create a Bitcoin. So that's really how it's created. It's, if you think of mining like gold. Yeah, like, that, that's of, exactly yeah. what I thought about when yeah. you see it for gold. Yeah. Think about the difficulty of mining gold that you probably, I don't know if y'all have done it before, but you've probably seen it on movies where they got the little filter trying to get the gold through the water, all that hard work. That same type of hard work your computer has to go through. So it's not even guaranteed. And the average person don't even need to be mining no more anyway, but it's not guaranteed that you're going to make the Bitcoin if you don't invest into the computer power to do so. That's what I was going to say. I heard about that. Like people that's mining Bitcoins, they got to get like big, massive computers. You're not going to just yeah. do this on no Chrome. Like it's like someone asked me the other day, they said, well, I really want to get into the mining piece of Bitcoin. Like in my mind, I want to say for what? Like if you ready, you're not, I mean, I don't know you. However, like, I know some folks, I know, it's, I've seen something, you got to spend like $30,000 just on equipment. Then you got to put money into the cooling to cool down the equipment. Like, it's an investment to try to mine Bitcoin. So, like, that's where I was. Like, if people are trying to, like, if they try to shortcut, like, well, I want to create the Bitcoin. Like, yo, you better off buying it. Because if you invest in 30K right now into mining Bitcoin. There's two coins you could have bought already. Almost. Almost two coins you could have bought. I mean, now you could. Now, if you were smart enough, you got the stuff. You're, you're going to get some competition, put it that way. You're going to get some competition. And if your electricity and stuff isn't set like that, you're just going to be able to brag about how you are a miner. So, you got coins, though. Damn, I didn't even think about it like that. So, like, if you're in the process of mining and you get experience like a fucking a power, power outage, outage or some shit, is that process, that whole process is lost? I, I don't. I can't really say because I've never mind. I mean, I'm pretty sure it's like if you already have some, you good. If you already don't mind, then you should be pretty good. Mm -hmm. But if you still in the process of doing so, I mean, the technology is pretty up there. So I guess you could just start where you were. But then again, it might not be that easy. Damn. And do you know how many current Bitcoins there are out there right now? Is there like about I think there's about like what 18 million already, 17 million already. So they only got four million left out there. Yeah, and the last one, the last Bitcoin to be mined will be in 2140. So <laughs> they they already know that. Yeah, man. Like I'm telling you, like this is a secure. This is a, and I really hope I'm not going over folks' heads, but like this technology. This technology. Is 
it's already been predetermined. You know what I mean? Like, so like in the course, I go over what's a Havlin or what happens. But a Havlin took place this year. So in May 2020. So every four years, a Havlin takes place just like the election. But so this time, the supplies cut in half. So there were what? Before May, 1,800 Bitcoins were created daily. Now you got 900 being created daily. And when you have companies like Grayscale, MicroStrategy, PayPal, and Square buying more that's going to be created, that's where you have a price increase that you don't experience with everyday money. Because mm-hmm. I kind of want to get into that. Man, like with these different companies like, that's moving into it. But I, I do want to go back more to your journey just a little bit. Because you yeah. said you got into the space in 2016 and you told us off camera at the time, it was like, what, how much it was? Six, 600? 600 some odd dollars, yeah. 600 some odd dollars. So can we speak to like you riding that wave up? Because, you know, I didn't hear about Bitcoin until I think it was closer to like end of 2017, beginning of 2018 before. Yeah. You know, right around the pop. Man. Right, right around when the bubble popped on it. Can you speak to like that whole, that whole ride? So, yeah, I can, man. So that ride was like, Tremendous. And I know I say this a lot, but the reason I say this is this. My goal for people is to experience a 10 to 20x like I did, which is why I created services I did. You know, because that ride, even though it sounds short, that ride is serious. So I started off, I was still like, I was still working retail merchandising. Like I would go on the road eight days out the week. 12 hours a day, $12 an hour, real manual labor. And when I really started noticing, like, number one, I don't know how to save money. Number two, every time I need to have money, something comes up. I got tired of hitting those cycles. You know what I mean? That rat race cycle, that that scarcity cycle, man. Like, I just got tired of hitting it. And so when I learned about Bitcoin, I just started buying it, buying it, buying it. And, like, the more I bought it, the more I started, like, looking you know, into what was going on in the space. And that part alone, like following on Twitter, was I could tell how it would scare the average person. You hear the government telling you they're trying to regulate this. You have currency wars going on where you have a lot of other high-level crypto people talking about trying to attack the network. You got fake scams going on. You got phishing email going on. Like, that's a lot on a person. You know what I mean? So that 10x experience, that's a real thing. But like I tell people, you got to invest into the knowledge you and it's good to have a guide. Like I had my homeboy, Zay. I had uh, some folks I met in Phoenix called Murex Bitcoin Solutions, Miller L and Free L. They were there like the guide me. So that's why I look to be the people now, you know, that guy to, like get to get waves of people in. But that ride on the way up. Like when I started seeing the money go up and up, I was just like, whoa, like that was the most money I had, you know what I'm saying, in my life. Experiencing that, that was the most money I ever had in my life. And on that way up, that's when I really noticed like, yo, this is real wealth. This is a wealth builder right here. This is what I feel all black people need because that's like a VC venture capital style return within a year and some change. We've been oppressed so long, we need those type of returns. It gives us a level playing field. You talking about being able to have a 20x return in 18 months or less or more or better, longer the longer you stay in. So now you start now, like now that I've told you all this, 
like sometimes like if you see me say something slick on your post, I'm not disrespecting. I'm just trying to shed light to what's real out here now in today's time. You know, what I mean, like waiting, you know, years for 10 percent. And I've been oppressed and I built this country here and I'm being oppressed and taxed at the same time. Don't make no sense to do that. You know what I mean? So that ride, when it went up, there, I was like, yo, because I would still be caught up with my friends talking about, well, you know, I'm still doing this trading here. I'm doing this. My stock's doing this. And I haven't yet experienced a 20X, a 10X. So I was still like feeling like, oh, man, I might have made the wrong decision because I wasn't where everybody else was. But once that thing hit 2000, uh, what? once it hit about 20K and that 20X was real, there was nothing more to talk about with me. You know what I mean? Like, so that's how I knew that the right decision had been made. So now it's time to really, really buckle down and, you know, do more. And I kind of was talking to, how do you buy Bitcoin? What do you do? Do I just go on like Robinhood? Do I go on? I mean, nah, don't so know. Like, man, <laughs> Robinhood trash. I'm going to tell you this, like, like for like people who, huh? I mean, yeah, Cash App is straight, you know, and when folks take the course, they learn better ways. But, you know, Cash App is straight. It's easy, but it's not the way to go. You know, if there's any way someone wanted to buy it immediately, you could do it Cash App. Now, if you want to really understand what it is, then, of course, you have to do what others do. But Cash App is an easy way to buy it. Okay. And I always heard people, like, talk about Coinbase because I remember whenever I first kind of started, I started throwing money in it on Robinhood, and mm-hmm. then I also I came across a tweet. Dude was like, "If you just put your money in on Robinhood, you don't own that shit." It was like you basically just kind of like trading it, but it was like you don't own that. So like, can you kind of break that down? Like, yeah, so you don't own all right. You don't own it on Cash App. You don't own it on Coinbase, and you don't own it on Robinhood. If you don't have the proper measures to secure your Bitcoin, mm-hmm. it ain't yours. You know, like I can guarantee you the next bull run, Coinbase going to go down. And this is what, always, what Coinbase always does. If you do that, you know, if you let's say, you know, you done made a good bit of money and you can't get to your Bitcoin immediately and it takes a few days, the price could go down by then. You know, so you don't really own the Bitcoin. So the way to secure it, you want to have <laughs> you want to have access to your keys. And if it ain't your keys, it's not your Bitcoin. Yeah. And I heard I think that was Jared was telling us about this one guy. He had like a key. I think he had like three Bitcoin on that. He forgot his damn password and his shit just been locked. Yeah, yeah. He had it on the yeah. drive. And he forgot the password and he just, he can't remember it. Like he didn't try everything. But I think he said he put some type of safety measure on it too. Like if he do too many times in a shorter period of time or something, like it'll delete everything on there. So like every once in a while he'll get a guess. But other than that, he just, it's locked. Yeah, it's that serious. I mean, so that's something we really, we like, we dive into, you know, just knowing how to secure your Bitcoin. That's the first thing I teach people. You know, because since it is decentralized, there's no one to call, you know, and people have never really been. No, really. I'm going to be honest. Not half, most of the people in the world have never been 100 percent control or responsible over their money. I could just call the bank. They get it back. Like Bitcoin is something different. You know, like you really 
have to be responsible over this because if your stuff falls in the wrong hands, you're not getting that back. Like if someone was to find that man, yeah, that man found, if someone was to find his three Bitcoins and they can unlock it, they're not giving it back. We off to the races and you cannot prove like you, there's no one to call, man. Like Mm -hmm. it's over. So I teach that security piece a lot because that's the first thing I go over even before buying, you know, even before buying Bitcoin, because I remember a time it was someone, they lost their phone and they're like, man, you know, I had some Bitcoin on that, Justin. What can I do? Can I get it back? I said, do you got your keys? Nah, bro, I, I ain't even write it down. I just, I'm like, oh, well, you know, I told you from day one. You know, I told you from day one. The first thing that came out of my mouth, don't play around. And that's what happened. So, you know, that's why it's so serious. Like, Jerry has a great story of a homeboy or whoever. You know, like, I hope he finds it one day. You know, I hope he just miraculously it comes out. But if you don't have, like, and that's another thing. There's so much lost Bitcoin out there. It's crazy. You know, that, so much lost Bitcoin out there. That was there. my next question. I was about to say, so if it's lost, like, this shit just gone? I mean, if you can find the private keys, you can get it. But you if you can't find those private keys, it's just going to be there holding the price up. Like, imagine losing gold. Imagine losing cash. Like, cash, cash. You lose a duffel bag full of cash. It's gone. Nobody, yeah, it's gone. Well, you might just go ahead and date. <laughs> yeah, it's gone. Some futuristic so, shit for real. Now, I do have a question. I have What's a question. Now. So, what, what part do you believe the other, like, cryptocurrencies are going to play, if any? Like, as far as, like, Ethereum or anything like that, do you feel like they're actually going to play a part, or are they just going to... I mean, they got, like, they, uh, how can I say this? They'll have their part. I just don't know what, because most of the other cryptocurrencies, they try, they might try to do something that Bitcoin couldn't do, but they don't overall replace what Bitcoin is. And once Bitcoin upgrades to the one small thing those folks can do, their coin will be useless. You know, like, that's just what it is. If I can, like, during the last bull run, folks were talking about, man, like, you know, Bitcoin was moving too slow. All right, cool. Now you got the Lightning Network. So all the coins that were proven to move faster with no real use case don't matter no more. And like we was talking about earlier, they're not any other coins that's being compared to replacing the U.S. dollar as a world currency. And like you said, that that's what the use case is, correct? Like, use case is actually being able to be used as a currency. I mean, it's the Bitcoin guy. That's one of the many use cases. Like I said, storage of value. Use it as a currency in the medium of exchange. Privacy. Decent. All those are just it's so many different use cases, man. Like, it's, it's a wide variety of use cases, but those are the top ones that people pay attention to. I wanted to go into... Whenever you're talking about the ICOs, Um, can you kind of break that down for people how an ICO is kind of similar but different from an IPO in the stock market? Yeah, so most of the IPOs that were taking place, so back when the run was first happening, you would hear a lot of hype trains about an ICO, an up-and-coming cryptocurrency Mm -hmm. that's going to try to, let's just say, well, we're going to, yeah, 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 you know, like, with what? But okay. So we're going to do an ICO, like we're going to do the, for lack of better words, we're doing the BWR ICO, right? 
you know, we are here to revolutionize the market to bring black people into crypto. So buy our coin, right? Buy our coin. We're going to be, you know, we're going to be lit. We got this going on. We got this down the third. All right. However, like, so y'all build up the hype. You release the coin in a way like an IPO does. And the only other thing is the four of us would be the only ones to get the real bag because mm-hmm. everybody's going to pay in Bitcoin. Mm-hmm. We're not going to hold the coin, though. We're going to give it to people. Mm-hmm. We're going to take the Bitcoin, sit on the Bitcoin, and allow our company to grow off of Bitcoin now instead of our coin actually being what we said it was. Because at the end of the day, you just could have used Bitcoin for it anyway. Mm-hmm. That's what you was going to accept. So a lot of crypto companies did ICOs. Some of them were probably legit with hopes of doing what they said, but the SEC shut that down here in America because a lot of them were just making money out of thin air. Like folks was making, I think, billions of dollars in a few minutes because everybody was like, I mean, I fell for a few myself. And that's when I really realized, like, yo, I don't really care about all these other cryptos because y'all really just want it's like playing to institutional or regular mm. everyday investors who want to make a quick buck. A pumping dump. Not re- that, yeah, they pumping up in the hell out of it. Yeah, but not really realizing, like, I'm missing out on the real bag. The real bag is Bitcoin. That's why I tell people now, the real bag is still taking place to this very day. You know, so ICOs, that's how they're similar, except IPOs are a little, you know, they're allowed structured it might be a real company business behind them yeah but icos for people that just put together a pdf they were killing the game man they were and folks were just running off on them and they people weren't like i was one myself i ain't get nothing in return really like so it, it just allowed me to see that you know what the truth was out here yeah man i've seen some shit with them icos man i seen uh like I think last year, Ti and Kevin Hart they came down with some le- like some court cases against them boys. Signed up to promote some ICO and ended up doing that exact thing to them people. Mm-hmm. And like that's and that's crazy. You know what I mean? Like you have celebrities like that who don't know what's really going on. They promoting the shit. Yeah. How would have Ti, Kevin Hart, Floyd Mayweather? How would they benefit having someone like me in their ear? Like I saved a woman from she worked at Google. I'm thinking about doing an ICO. Don't do it. Just stay buying Bitcoin. She never did it. And then the next week, the SEC started slapping folks with, you know, charges. So it's a different, it's not scary though. It's just, you gotta, it's important to have a guide. It's important to know someone who knows exactly what they're doing that you can trust, number one. And number two, just to really, you know, show you what the real deal is outside of like, you know, what you might, what sounds good. Like, here's an example. If I tell you all, uh, let's say I got 100 acres for sale for 10 Bitcoins, it sounds good, right? It's a Bitcoin. 100 acres for 10 Bitcoin. Let me know. So it's 18,000 right now. That's 180. Huh? What'd you say? But I ain't with it. No, nah, I mean, look, for real, for real, for real, for real. For real. Before, you heard, before you heard me talk, before you heard me talk, if I said to you all, uh, man, listen, I got 100 acres, all I need is 10 Bitcoins. That's $180,000 now. Come on. Y'all ain't going to do it. 
It depends on where the ink is at, man. No I'm a country but, man. <laughs> all right, I'll, listen, you can. It's, it's they, hard because, like you said, I'm really thinking about like what you're saying because I'm going. If I trade these ten Bitcoin, this land is low key could depreciate. I mean, it's gonna appreciate, yeah, but it's gonna appreciate at a much slower rate versus what, what this ten Bitcoins would be getting. Because Bitcoin, what it, what it was at earlier this year, wasn't it at like thirty thousand? Like man, in March, Bitcoin. All right, so good. Y'all went fall for it. But other people would have. Bitcoin earlier this year was like forty nine hundred dollars. All right. So right now we at what? Eighteen. Eighteen thousand. So that alone, let's let's go ahead and say five thousand, twenty thousand. That's a four X right there. So if y'all would have taken that, y'all would have been sitting on a hundred acres that hasn't even been developed on yet. You haven't got no zoning permits. You ain't even perked the land yet to see where the water is. I'm sitting on four hundred grand. Mm. That's why it's important for people to know what they're dealing with. Or here's another situation like, and I say I talk smack to people sometimes, but really people talk about, like we talked about the Tesla situation. Tesla lit, Tesla doing good. Well, I love Tesla, Elliot and this, this, that, and third. People are buying Tesla stocks based upon if Elliot Musk is going to continuously be Elliot if Tesla does well. Like let's say, you know, in hopes they get to Mars, in hopes he makes the hyperloop in hopes he makes the rocket ship to get you from New York to Shanghai in 35 minutes. It's still speculative. And it's still in 10 years did 19,000 percentage plus. Bitcoin at 200 million, but it already works. You feel me? Bitcoin is already working. But no one sees it like that because of all the noise around what people have known to be forever. Mm -hmm. But Bitcoin is up 200 million plus since the day of its creation. That's ridiculous. What was the guy who made this shit name again? How you say it's a Toshi Basiosa? I can't say it. That's why I asked him. Satoshi. I mean, you you can't get the name right. Oh, come on, David. You supposed to be the name dude. Nah, Satoshi Nakamoto. Hey man, he fucking raw, and I know that nobody knows who the fuck he actually is. Man, I think it's an alien, cause ain't no way. <laughs> because his wallet sits on one million bitcoins and hasn't been moved since. So it's like you said his you wallet. Went, his wallet it can be traced has one million bitcoins in it and has not moved since he created Bitcoin. Mm. So we know he, so made he created a hundred million Bitcoin, but he capping it off to twenty one. No, he created like he he created twenty one million. His personal one. wallet has one million, oh, but he ain't spent none of it. So that's why he's saying he might not even be a real person. It might be a team. You don't know what happened to this dude. Yeah. But that's crazy. Right. Man, this motherfucking shit busted my head, y'all. Justin, I did have another question. Most of like a talking point. Because you said something in there where it's like people so used to what's been that they don't see what's actually going on. And I kind of want to speak to like a lot of these companies that we see in real time. They investing in this shit. JP Morgan, Square. Uh, who else we named before this? It's, it's like mutual. a bunch of big companies. They, they moving into this space. Fidelity just started a whole digital security sector. Like, they're trying to get into it now. If you see all these big players moving, like my brother's telling you, you need to be, like, paying attention. I think a lot of people, we got, like, a lot of reservations about Bitcoin because the last time it was, like, in the, the public forefront was right before the crash at 20K. But mm -hmm. as always with any investment, like we've talked about this before, 
if everybody and their mama talking about it, if the old lady that ain't never invested in a stock can tell you, hey man, you need to go buy some Bitcoin. At that time, it's probably not the best time to invest. But now, while people still scared, while people still like, ooh, they got their qualms, this is your opportunity for these types of returns like you're talking about. Mm. So, I mean, one of the reasons why, especially, you know, black folks making the slow move because they haven't been told go do it yet. To be honest, bro, like, it is decentralized. It's not in government control. It's not in banking control. So you're not going to hear the media be like, yeah, go buy Bitcoin. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, how can I say it? I'm just going to be honest. A lot of our people are waiting on permission to go and buy it. We need confirmation from the powers at B to say we can go buy this now. It's kind of like why it's hard for sometimes some black people to pay high dollar for other black people's products. Who has given me mental permission, subconscious permission to pay this dollar for your product? I was talking to my cousin. He sells hats, nice custom hats out of Atlanta. Matter of fact, he's going to get some free promo. Follow him. His page is called Herbin, H-E-R-B-I-N. He's telling me, you know, he makes his hand. He makes his hats custom made. Sells about $350, $400. And we as a people, it's hard for us to really get up like as a whole people, well, should I do that? Like, you know, they say I could buy Gucci and Hermes, you know what I mean? But am I really allowed to buy this? And that's something that goes on up here. So the permission has not been out there. And a lot of times we as our people, we believe we not really supposed to be making that much as a whole. Because money you know is what I mean? the root of all evil. Yeah. And so it's the, all these like little plays on your head to make you want to stay giving your time for small bits and pieces of money. But like when you see companies like, and then it might psych people out. Damn, a hundred million, man, I ain't got that much money. Shit, they can afford that. I mean, it's $18,000. I can't afford that. They don't even know they don't have to spend a whole $18,000. They never ran across a person like me. They never ran across a real individual person who could be in that face to tell them, hey, this is what you can do. You know what I mean? Like I had a friend of mine, it's like this. I tell people this all the time, man. Some people have graduated college with $30,000 of student loan debt. You paid $20,000 of student loan debt and you still owe $50,000 of student loan debt. And you're complaining about buying Bitcoin that will at least continuously appreciate as you buy it. Like those are the type of thing. And those are the type of things people have to hear because that's the reality of the situation. If you already paid $20,000 with a deflationary asset on top of interest, there should be really, the only thing you have to get over is what's in here. So the words haven't been put out there. That's why I'm grateful of a platform like y'all's. You feel me? I'm grateful for a platform like y'all's because I've been denied some places. Folks didn't even respond to my DM. Hell, to be honest, I was surprised y'all did. You know what I'm saying? Just off the facts. Huh? I say don't feel like that. I mean, bro, like, you know, it's just real. Like, y'all got 380K followers. A lot of folks don't follow somebody with 2,000. Like, oh, okay. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, we'll holler at If ever. So that's just the reality of the situation. And if you really look at it, most platforms on IG that talk about black wealth do not talk about Bitcoin. How long has it been till y'all had someone like me come along and talking about this on y'all platform? This is going on two years. A year and a half, year and three quarters into the pod. It's a lot of other platforms y'all know of, right? 
And you know, and I've been looking at them just like you have. No one has been has brought this message to the people in a way that they can see and understand. I'm not on CNN. I'm not on Fox. You got to come to where your people are so they can see reality. Like the reality is, I'm someone who came home from prison that bought it as they could. And I know it's people on y'all platform who make way more money than I've made or currently make. I've seen I've seen folks talk about the investments they make. I don't know what money they got, but I know they got enough to start buying Bitcoin. I know they got enough to invest in the course that I have. You know what I'm saying? So the fact is, this if this was anything, it's like me saying, hey, you're allowed to do so. You know what I mean? Like that's really what it boils down to. And a lot of people think they need eighteen, nineteen thousand dollars. You don't have any information on it. Like another thing is this. Like in my Q&A, I say, like, you know, a lot of folks research on Bitcoin is trash. Why? Because you use Twitter, you use Instagram, you use YouTube. And it's designed and everybody's platform is designed to keep your brain going here, here, there. until they say, hey, buy here. Or they don't really have no streamlined way of doing so. So all the research goes on for years. Y'all been looking for somebody to talk for years. I'm just a shortcut to the research to get you to where you need to be. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. For real though. Basically, like you're saying, you're just a plug and people need to stop just looking for going here, going there. Because like you said, people, whenever they have these followings and they have, they're trying to push you from one place to one place mm-hmm. here and trying to get you to go there. So I definitely get what you're saying with that one, my brother. And I definitely want to say thank you for shining light on the things with Bitcoin and kind of just giving people the straight facts of like, you know, you can start with this. You don't have to buy a full coin because I'm pretty sure there is a lot of people who think, oh, man, I need the full 18 in order to start playing the game. When in fact, it's not. And that kind of leads me into like my next question. Where how much should someone have to start investing in? Bitcoin? Hey, now, listen. <laughs> I mean like it's like you so I say it like this I'm going to tell you the same thing I tell people all the time that's a personal decision you know what I mean like when I first got into Bitcoin I know I would make like sometimes I might make crazy buys that I would have to dig back into Bitcoin to bring me out of so when I had to really learn what money was and how making investments really worked I realized I need to be doing like I read a book called Profit First and that helped me understand. Like I read a lot of books about money because I didn't know money. I knew I had a great performing asset, but I did not know the game of investment in money. And so when I started reading these books, I started noticing how even this one book called The Latte Factor, where he said, if you just stop shopping at Starbucks five dollars every day, you put it towards something that gives you seven to 10 percent return. In X amount of years, you could have this. So I just started applying percentages to what I bought. You know what I mean? Because I looked at it like this. I needed to learn the fundamentals of finance so I can apply it to Bitcoin. Like I got, I know somebody that wrote a book saying you need like several different bank accounts, emergency storage, you know, with long term, like two or three high yielding, mm-hmm. you know, two or three high yielding savings accounts. And this was by my homegirl Bees. She had a book called uh, Financial Starter Kit. And so it's like she talked about that in her book, you know, having different high yielding savings accounts. 
And then you have like, you know, different regular checking accounts. But for me, again, it's like, yo, I don't care about 10% returns on an annual basis. Because at that point in time, my life, if I'm starting from zero, if I have hundred, two hundred, three hundred dollars, what's 10% of that? I would have been waiting a whole year for 550. You know what I'm saying? For 550? Are you serious? And that's where a lot of black people are. So, like, when I answer this question, it's like, you got to, I always prescribe to people now, I don't give you no estimate. I mean, I don't give you no number. I don't give you no percentages. I will say this. You want to start buying to where, you number one, you look at how can I really change my life with this? Because if you hear just for, you know, the triple your money, you're wasting your time, you know, maximize it. That's why I have the course like, yo, it's designed for you to so you can have that mentality to get that 10, 20 X or better. Because if Bitcoin is talking about 300 K by December 2021 and you take out a few couple thousand dollars because your rent was due, you made the wrong decision with the money that you already spent beforehand. So, like, I've had people in my course say, you know, I bought $50. I had somebody say they bought 4 k It all depends, but you got to really understand what it is you're working with here. You're not, like, first of all, to even, to even work with me or be in the course or be here, you got to be someone that's a go-getter. You got to be someone that understands that, like, I want to be where the world is going, not where it's been. I want to be someone that has to invest in knowledge. I want to, I'll look to work with folks who are like, hey, all right, I hear what you're saying. The numbers are already real. I don't have to keep going over the numbers with you. In 2008, it was 0.008 cents. We had $18,000. That answers another question. No one has really lost money. All right. You only lose money if you're trying to trade. You don't know what trading is, just like Forex. If you lose your keys, like we were talking about earlier. Or you sell your Bitcoin before the price rebounds. But if you really look at the numbers, no one has lost money. So how do you stay on that train and continuously be a part of it is the only question. And that's another reason why everything I put together over the past four years, like I said, it took me four years to drop a course. I didn't just watch YouTube. You know what I'm saying? I just ain't compile some stuff on Twitter. I've been here four years. This was my college. You feel me? This was my college. And so it has to be done in a way that you can really get that life changing money. You know what I mean? And once you have that 10x and that 20x, you'll start doing other stuff. You'll be like, well, shit, I can. Because now you fixed how you fix your money habits. You know what I'm saying? You fix your investment habits. You had to curtail your life to what it is. Like now you're starting to understand like how this can really happen. But it has to start somewhere. You know what I mean? So that's why I say, I don't give a dang. You know, you might know people who send on 100K assets, cash, whatever. They might start $50 with Bitcoin. You know, you might have someone who only has $10,000 want to throw the whole pot in there. I don't know. But it has to. Yeah. yeah, You know, it's all about your personal risk tolerance. We say it all the time, my brother. Personal finance is personal. And I'm glad you spoke on that. That learning the personal finance piece, because that's a skip that we can't step. A step, a step that we, that that we skip. skip uh, <laughs> step that we can't skip. And yeah. can't skip that step, bro. Like, real shit. Everybody wants to, like, you know, we get introduced to this concept of financial freedom. We get introduced to these ideas of investing. Of making but, so much money in a certain time. Mm-hmm. And, 
but like mm -hmm. at the very root and the core of it, it takes it's like these sets of principles that you can't ignore. You gotta like live below your means. You gotta figure out where you can start investing. Cause like you said, you were spending your money before and you was like, man, ain't no way I can invest. But it takes that come to Jesus moment first where it's like, okay, mm -hmm. I really have been bullshit. I've been bullshit. That, that's yeah. the big moment. I've been bullshit and now let me learn and rebuild and actually make moves. And I love that idea with the percentages. I'm big on percentages too. Yeah, you know I mean, that's what changed my life. Like I got a homegirl, her name's Sabrina Abraham. What's up, everyone? It's Boss Britt. And it's DJ Excel. If you're a fan of the queer culture and lifestyle, then be sure to check out and subscribe to The No Homo Show. We're a show that shares true stories that are uncut, funny, relatable, and of course, gay from a lesbian's perspective. That's right. Brought to you exclusively by the Revolt Podcast Network. She got a podcast, but she has this book called Financially Lit. On there, she said either your every transaction will either increase poverty or build wealth. Mm. That's the only that's the only two Hold things on, that's man. gonna happen. Yeah. Shit. <laughs> hey Sabrina, that's a fucking gym. You know what I'm saying? Hey, we gotta talk off air, but yeah, she be lit. She's lit. But you know, like that's what it is. And I started noticing like every dollar I spent, if it was on weed. $20 up in the air, all right? If it's on shoes, I'm going to run these shoes to the ground. If it's on the car, everything was depreciating, like Melvin Stegg, guns and butter. So where was this money going? You know what I mean? And when I was buying Bitcoin, I was like, yo, appreciation. Mm -hmm. If I'm going to buy anything else, it has to go towards health. It has to go towards me investing in myself, or it's going to go towards my family and children, or some type of ownership. Mm -hmm. You feel me? Some type of ownership is where I was. I'm not here to buy socks, to buy coffee, to buy a damn car. I'm not here to buy none of that goofy stuff. You know what I mean? Like, yo, I've been missing out so long. I'm here for that plot of land over there. You know what I mean? Because I'm going to take it a step further. I want that land so I can buy a 3D printer to print 3D homes on. Mm. That's you a know what I mean? future wave that people is sleeping hey, man, on, bro. This, and so, man, like, living in the future right now, bro. Because that's where it is. You know what I mean? Like, that's where it is. Like I say, I say crazy stuff on Twitter. It's for a reason. I don't really care. You know what I mean? I understand folks do what they do, and that's cool. But when you start talking about, start leveling the playing field, you got to really jump ahead of what's going on. Mm -hmm. Cause that's gonna always be there. That bunch is gonna always be there. How did you get ahead of that bunch? You know, what I mean, the knowledge is gonna be there. You just gotta get to the knowledge. So I mean, that's where my mind was coming home from prison. All right, like I knew I wasn't stupid. I made dumb decisions in my twenties, like everybody else had. I just paid for mine a little bit more. But that was it. You know how you get to it after that. And this is, it was all about being able to make those types of moves and just being smart about it. Like you said, bro, I had to really learn that personal finance thing. And what people don't understand about building generational wealth, breaking generational curses, it gets hard, yo. Like, cause you gotta sit around, like, it's not easy sitting on Bitcoin and you could be facing eviction. Mm -hmm. But that lets you know what you've been doing crazy with your money. You know what I mean? It's not easy like getting your car repossessed and still having Bitcoin. You know, those things have happened to me. 
So I'm not going to sit here and tell you it's the easiest thing in the world, especially if you're starting out from nothing. But you need to have that money doing something for you. You know what I mean? Because there's been times I took money on my Bitcoin. I felt so played because I read this other book called Happy Money. He said people get so caught up in money, but you got to understand the flows of money. There will be times where you don't have money. That's why you can't throw all your money in Bitcoin if you're here for a 10x. You feel me? Until you can really shape yourself to do that. There will be times when you don't have money, especially as an entrepreneur. You know what I mean? There will be times you won't have business. There will be times you will. And when you do, you can't really just think, oh, let me start buying this. Let me join this gym. Let me get into this. Let me do that. Because there are going to be times again when you don't have money and your expenses going to be up here. So these are the things I had to learn, you know, on the back end with buying Bitcoin to make sure I could have it maximize itself for me. Hey, man, my brother just spit some gems over there. Real talk. And there's one more thing that I know I for sure want to get into before we get off of this. And it's those crypto ATMs that you were telling us about off camera in the beginning. And uh, yeah. I just want to talk about, like, what is the crypto ATM and, like, how can you get into that? Well, I'll let your boy, you know, to start with going through the What is Bitcoin course. I will be honest with you. If you wanted to even do something different outside of that, it could be discussed, you know what I'm saying? But you can really buy them, you know. Dealing with money, you have to go through certain channels, you know what I mean? Like, because you still got to deal with USD, right? However, you know, if you have like a Bitcoin ATM, that's residual income. I mean, that's a passive income with Bitcoin. And the reason I said this is kind of like in the advanced course, because now we go from just earning money to earning passive income in Bitcoin. Mm-hmm. Mm. So they pay you with Bitcoin yeah, on the transactions. You can get paid like you can get paid in Bitcoin. just like that. And that's where you start going from working for it to earning it because it's a big field out here. You understand me? So if y'all see me on y'all posts, hey, ATMs, we're having this. Man, listen, man. And y'all just might see me comment. It's kind of like, so y'all ain't trying to learn about no Bitcoin ATMs, though? You know what I'm saying? Like, it's just like, it's something like that. Like, I'll be in the comments just playing to the people, man, because the people need to know. They need that shocker. Like, wait, what's going on? Who is this dude? You can have an ATM for Bitcoin? (laughs) Yeah, like, wait, you know, we got to pique your interest a little bit, people. We got to wake you up, you know what I mean? Because really, why the time is now is, what, $18,000? It might be a price dip. Don't plan on it, though, okay? Do not plan on it. Buy. The price goes down, buy. If it goes up, buy. Because the goal here is to get a Bitcoin, all right? So the reason I say hurry up, because a lot of people love telling me this. Oh, man, I got so much going on. I might have to get out of the number of time. Or it's just not on my interest. I got to be real with y'all. Y'all's interest, if y'all follow the Black Wealth Renaissance, is the bag. Okay? It is the bag. Otherwise, you will not be following these people. Otherwise, you wouldn't click on the link on the bio to find their course. So if you see these percentages, if you're good with numbers, 0.08 in 2010, Bitcoin is at 18,000. Bitcoin is at 4,900 in March at the beginning of the pandemic. It has quadrupled during a pandemic. All right. So you cannot sit here and I really try not to get on people. But, yo, you are telling me that investing into the future is something you're going to put on the hold. So 
So I guess it's my fault for saying Bitcoin is the future because people start thinking, oh, I got time. You do not have time. You just name companies, big dog companies, PayPal, Grayscale, MicroStrategy, JP Morgan Chase, Mass Mutual are buying boatloads of Bitcoin. You know, you can definitely make yourself buy a whole Bitcoin and then some because by the time the rest of the world catches on, you won't be able to compete for a whole Bitcoin no more. Mm -hmm. All right. So when people tell me, oh, I just got so much going on, everything you got going on is to produce income. Mm -hmm. All right. Everything you have going on is to produce income. You want to look for a way to make money while you sleep. Bitcoin is that thing. All right. Like it's it's plain and simple. That's what it is. So when people tell me I got to wait, you know, I got this going on. What do you have to wait on? What are you like? And it's hard for me to tell it to someone who I don't know. But, you know, even with the course, like, yo, I tell people I got a payment plan. You can get started now. My whole thing is for you to get the information. The reason you pay, so you will pay attention. How many people on Instagram and YouTube try to give out free information nobody makes action on because they don't have to give up something? You feel me? But it's all about making that movement because if you do not, you will be left behind in a miserable way. There are projections saying black wealth will be non-existent by 2030. Coronavirus and the government is going to help that. That's 2020. You feel me? Where is that money going to go? All right. And I see a lot of folks talk about, you know, everything they're into. However, if all of us are not winning on some level, then a little bit of people haven't done their job for real. You know, what I mean, if you're talking about black wealth being non-existent by 2030 and we spend a trillion dollars out here, then what is going on for real? So you don't have time. You know, what I mean, you do not have time. And it is that serious because money is that serious to people. People kill over it. They steal over it. They leave their wife and their husbands over it. So let's stop playing. You know, and I'm glad that, again, I could say something like that on you all's platform because that's the honest to God truth. Y'all are all out here moving for the bad. You know, you might not worship money, but money is the vehicle you're going to use to live the life you want. Is what you're going to pass down your children. And that's the number one thing that made me interested in Bitcoin. I could pass this down to my daughter and my son 10, 30, 40 years from now. And if they do as I say, or as we go come up to do, you pass down the next one. You feel me? So this is about real generational wealth. Those numbers of 200 or a million percentage plus, they're going to keep going because the financial system is going to keep being trash. So you got to really understand where you want to be. The price of Bitcoin today could be 30000 tomorrow. And you're going to tell, tell me the same thing. Now is a different excuse. Oh, man, it's too high now. See, I can't even get into it. Oh, man, what am I going to do now? You're going to still do something. You know what I mean? So the reality has to be said. Stop playing. Like, you can't make money faster than Bitcoin can. Nothing has proven to ever do it. Not even slavery. All right? Slavery was the biggest lick that we ever seen. And slavery can't even keep up. Well, it can't keep up to the production of Bitcoin. We didn't create a whole country on it. But still, though, so that has to be said. Like, yo, stop playing the game, man. Stop playing. Get off your ass and stop playing. You know what I'm saying? Click the link in the bio, what is Bitcoin, and stop playing. Just straight up. It has to be said, man, because I know what y'all here for. I know what y'all here for. 
Not just real. Let them message you. Yeah. Because people got to hop in and get on it, man. It's like you said, the time is now. We don't want to be left behind on these waves for sure. So, Justin, my brother, I want to pivot to the last segment of the show. Bro. Yeah, man. My brother, I, I, I got to ask you, what's something you see on your timeline, bro, that you want to talk on? It could be anything. Uh, we talked about Tesla. That's all right. Um, hey, man, listen, man. Y'all got to stop hating on my man Gucci, man. Word up. Like, y'all got to stop hating on Gucci. You know what I mean? Do I think he won? Do I think he won the battle? Listen, man, listen. Well, I don't know what Gucci does with his money, but Gucci came with a different energy. Number one, Gucci knew his audience. I'm a Gucci fan. I wanted to see him act a fool. Did I want to see him, like, really go at Jeezy, like, in a physical way? Nah. But did I want to see what he did? Yes. Did Jeezy say, you know, I got real estate? I mean, that's cool. I don't know what Gucci has. You know what I'm saying? But I got to lay off of Gucci because a lot of people who clown in Gucci have never had nobody really try to come at them like that. So they don't really understand their energy. However, they probably had somebody cheat on them in high school. And every time you see him and talk to him, you start riling up thinking about what happened. That's the same thing that happened with Gucci, man. Like, yo, he in the moment. And he looking like, yo, you did try to kill me, didn't you? And he just, y'all got to lay off of Gucci, man, because folks like Gucci, folks like 50 Cent, Tyler Perry, Floyd Mayweather, like, I look up to those people because they started really with nothing, and especially 50 and Gucci, you know, having that same little, that background and coming from prison and just keep going up no matter what it is. So if I had to say anything, man, I think that's all I had to say because we touched on a lot of this stuff. So to make it light, y'all got to lay off the Gucci, man. Word up. We ain't here for real estate. We're here to talk. We're here for trap music. <laughs> <laughs> Big Guap. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know what I'm saying? Y'all lay off WAP, man. WAP, WAP one of the best ever, man. Word hey, up. Hey, for real. Hey, WAP inspired a lot of your favorite rappers. That's all I got to say, man. Yeah. Damn, like the whole you know wave of New Atlanta shit. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? So y'all chill out for WAP, man. If we went for WAP, we wouldn't have Future, the president. Thanks. Hmm. <laughs> Shout out to Future, man. Free band. Yeah. Oh. Free band. <laughs> <laughs> No women are gonna be mad at that one, but yeah, free bands, man. Y'all stop playing. You just hide. Don't get me started because I really did. Yeah. You about about future. Yeah. I ain't gonna say. I'm not about to get into it with this dude. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just, Justin, bro, we appreciate you so much for coming on the podcast, and this has been great. And if you listen to this thing, you ain't came out with nothing, man. You can learn something about some goddamn Bitcoin. That's what my brother said. Get in it. So. So for anybody that's interested, bro, can you please give them your information, like how they can reach out to you, where they can find you? I know you mentioned at the beginning, but give it to them again. So again, man, I straight up message me Bitcoin Wealth. Now, let me know you listen to this podcast. You can message to me on IG at Bitcoin Vegan, Twitter, Bitcoin underscore vegan, or you can email me Justin at Bitcoin Vegan. Send me Bitcoin Wealth. You'll get access to my Q&A, free live Q&A that I have. I'll send you a free chapter of my book. If you like, yo, I don't really care about none of that, you can hop in the show notes. You can head to the use the link in the show notes for the What Is Bitcoin course. If you really are the person who's about cutting your time, like you love investing and having the time cut so you can maximize your learning experience, we can either set up a one-on-one meet. You know what I mean? But the thing that has to be said here is this is a shortcut to everything you want to experience. So, Message me Bitcoin Wealth. 
on IG, Twitter, in the email, or hop right up in the show notes or in the link in their bio and go right to the course or right to the one-on-one calls and we can get this thing moving. It needs to happen immediately because, again, time might not be on your side, mm-hmm. you know? Miss you gotta learn about this Bitcoin. It's about time, huh? Yeah, man. I need to know how to own this shit. I wanna, yeah. That's what the hell I want. I want the key. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, man. It's a wonderful thing, man. Especially like, especially once you really start. Especially if you're a person like David said, you already know how to do things with your personal finances, and you're just looking for that added boost. Like you're looking for that overall freedom, because that's what it boils down to, man. Like. You know, I love protests. I don't necessarily protest, but I understand why people protest. And I understand the movements. However, you can't necessarily be saying you're protesting what's going on in this country if you're still using the money. Mm. You know, like, just think about it. You cannot be totally free if you're still eating at the master's table. Mm. And that's just the reality of the situation. Damn, man. (laughs) Hey, man. Sheesh. Been that fire today. Bitcoin, Bitcoin vegan, man. Man. Yeah, I, I gained a lot. Like, I don't leave here shocked like this. You got Speechless too much. Too much. Yeah, fine, man. man. But, hey. hey, man. Like we said, this was going to be a great ass episode. My brother came in here with the energy, with the knowledge, and with the facts. Y'all definitely, definitely tap into what you got going on. Like he said, y'all click this link in the show notes. We're going to have that available for you. For sure. And before we wrap this thing up, y'all, we're going to hop into a couple of house cleaning items, as always. Thank you for tuning into the podcast week in, week out. If you're a new listener, let us know what you're feeling. Y'all, leave them ratings and reviews. Y'all know we always love it to hear y'all feedback. And we love to, like, just share it because it helps grow the show, man. It helps grow. Uh, y'all tapping with our book, Managing Money Like the 1%. We talked about personal finances a lot on this podcast. If you need to get your shit together with your personal finances, this is the book for you. It's going to help you stop the bleeding, get your shit together, and point you in the right direction with some of these investments. Also, y'all tap in with Credit Fundamentals 101. That's our credit course that teaches you how to master your own credit so that you don't keep paying for credit repair and having your score fluctuate. So you know how it works so that you can make sure you're taking advantage of it the best way. Brother Spiller. Got anything for us, my dog? Uh, no, I just want to give a special shout out to Southside Armory. Can you hear me? Huh? Yeah. Oh, Southside Armory. They got joggers with the gun holster included. It's pretty cool. Y'all gotta, uh, I'm gonna have to make sure I include the link in the bio. They sent us some free pair of joggers. They're gonna be dope. I'm sending everybody theirs. Oh, you get to keep yeah. the strap on you, your joggers. Yeah. But look, <laughs> them got it on me. Whenever you run it. Yeah, that's the nickname I call them. them got them on me. Hell yeah. Before we get oh, about, I got to give a shout out to our people, man. So, oh, I thought you had done it. Nah, bro. We got like three new ratings since the last one. Like four, I think. Shit. Um, all right. So I'm just going to do one on this episode. So I'm going to shout out to my boy, Rita Reddy. First of all, I'm extremely proud of all you brothers and black man. The information that you guys are providing is priceless. The guests are amazing. The content is full of important knowledge that needs so badly to be taught in our community. I have three kids and I'm trying to teach them that all that I can about creating and building wealth. And you guys are teaching me so many gems to teach and are truly a blessing. 
Keep up the great work. Hey, shout out to you, Rita Reddy. Appreciate it, my brother. And shout out to you for teaching your kids and instilling them these type of things because a lot of us weren't taught this as kids. So shout out to you for tapping in and just making this possible with us. For sure. As always, y'all, we love y'all. Y'all are the best. Yeah. So until next time. Yeah. This is Black Wolf Renaissance signing out. Peace. I got money on my mind. I'm just trying to get some dough. I ain't picking up my lot unless it's money on the phone. Gotta get it on the daily. All I want is dubs. You know what I'm on. I've been chasing after paper. All I know is run money marathon. Hey everyone, it's Akila Friend here from Monuments to Me podcast. If you're a fan of current events and cultural podcasts, then be sure to check out and subscribe to Monuments to Me. It's a show that covers societal issues, pop culture, and of course, Black women's empowerment. It's brought to you exclusively by the Revolt Podcast Network, a network anchored in hip-hop, powered by creators.